the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Let's pray. And Father, we pray now that you use me to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Apart from, nothing, apart from you, I can do nothing. Thank you for privileging us to come back to your pulpit, your church, to preach the gospel one more time. Thank you for traveling mercies and grace from afar. We thank you, Lord, for the great things you have done in the life of this church down through the years. Attune our ears to that which you would have us to hear. Father, help us uh, not to be distracted, but to focus and meditate and learn and apply. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, we're going to commence with the series that we started a couple of Sundays ago. Uh, It is found in the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 26, verses 14 through 16. Then we'll skip down for the sake of time. You'll be better reading the whole chapter in your quiet time. Matthew 26, 14 through 16. Then we'll skip move on down to verses 20 to 25, then we'll move on down to verses 47 through 50. Matthew 26, 14 through 16 says, Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Verse 20, when evening had come, he sat down with the twelve. Now as they were eating, he said, Surely I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. And each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? He answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes, just as is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He said to him, you have said it. Verse 47, and while he was still speaking, behold, Judas 
One of the twelve with a great multitude with swords and clubs came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, greetings, rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. I want to preach part two, the kiss of betrayal. The kiss of betrayal. Who was Judas? Just who was Judas? Judas' name means praise or let God be praised. His name is often used anonymously with betrayal or treason. Judas Iscariot lived near the beginning of the first century AD. The name Iscariot distinguishes him from the other people named Judas in the Gospels. Judas was a common name in that era. And there are several other Judases mentioned in the New Testament. One of the other disciples was named Judas in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 22. And even Jesus' own half-brother was named Judas in Mark, chapter 6, verse 3. Judas Iscariot's father's name was Simon. And by the way, a whole lot of this I did not say the last time. The name Iscariot could indicate that Judas was from southern Judah, which also means he would have been the only one of the 12 disciples from Judea. The rest were from Galilee. Though we do not know for sure where he grew up, Jesus chose him to be one of the 12 disciples. Now just think for a moment about the blessed privilege Judas had. Jesus, who is God, created all things. For Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers of authority. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Jesus, the second person in the Godhead, was with God the Father and the Holy Spirit in the beginning. Of all the people in humanity, beginning from Adam, Jesus, the creator of the universe, chose Judas to be one of the 12 disciples. What a special privilege. Jesus could have called kings. He could have called governors, magistrates. He could have called the elite of society, but he called and chose an ordinary man like Judas, who was with the Savior for three years, along with the other 11 disciples. The prophets prophesied about Jesus' coming. At his birth, the multitude of angels spoke and sang with incredible joy. The wise men said, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And according to Galatians chapter 4 verse 4, Jesus was born in the fullness of time. 
Judas saw Jesus' miracles. Judas saw Jesus' sign. Judas saw Jesus' wonders. He saw him hush the storm. He saw multitudes fed with two fish and five loaves of bread. He saw withered hands made whole, and he saw demons flee at Christ's command. Judas heard the teachings and the parables of Jesus. He ate with Jesus and slept near the Savior. And he even saw Jesus raise the dead from the grave. And yet Judas betrayed the Savior for 30 pieces of silver. Beloved, this is the saddest trade-off in all of human history. I believe this is one of the saddest passages in all of scripture because it is a tragic scene where Jesus, who is the son of God, Jesus, who is king, Jesus, who is savior, Jesus, who is Lord, is betrayed by one of the twelve, Judas, and sold the savior for 30 measly pieces of silver. Judas' name means praise. But surely he did not live up to his name. He involved himself in a conspiracy with the chief priests and elders who were the religious leaders who purposed in their heart to trap and kill the Savior. The scripture says in Matthew 26, 47 through 50. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, greetings, rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Beloved, could we have responded like the Savior if we were in the same situation? I believe we would have responded by saying, don't you dare kiss me, you betrayer. Instead, Jesus called his betrayer, Judas, friend. I do not believe friend is a name we would have called Judas. (laughs) Jesus teaches us how in this passage to respond to those who mistreat us. Can you imagine Judas leading a mob with swords and clubs to murder the creator of the universe? The very one who came to save Judas from his sins. He was chosen out of a multitude of people to be part of the Savior's plan of salvation. Judas was used actually as a pawn in the hands of the religious leaders because they used and manipulated him to further their own demonic agenda. Judas' greeting and calling Jesus rabbi was a facade. It was hypocritical and void of genuineness. In the Jewish culture, uh, a kiss was not always a romantic expression of love. In that particular culture, a kiss on the cheek was a common greeting. It was a sign of respect, a sign of honor, a sign of friendship. 
and a sign of brotherly love. However, Judas's kiss was a kiss of betrayal. It was a kiss of deception. It was a kiss of death. His kiss identified and assured that Jesus was the one to be arrested and would be prevented from escaping. Verse 48 says, now his betrayer had given them a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. According to Matthew 26, 16, Judas sought opportunity to betray Jesus. The scripture says, so from that time he sought opportunity to betray him, the Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, this is the greatest biblical illustration of betrayal, not only in all of scripture, but also in all of human history. What is betrayal? What is betrayal? Betrayal is to give away information about someone, and Judas did that. Betrayal is to deliver into the hands of an enemy by treachery or fraud in violation of trust. And Judas did that. Uh, it is to violate confidence by disclosing a secret. To deceive. Betrayal is to lead astray. It is also to be guilty of breach of trust and disloyalty and to abandon or forsake one in time of need. My friend, it is impossible to live in this life and not experience betrayal. It is part of the human experience. Sooner or later, like Jesus, we will be betrayed. And this can be clearly seen in the account of Judas's betrayal of Jesus. I transition now and pose another critical question to you. How could Judas commit such a diabolical act? How could he do it? Let me give you a few. I'm not going to give them all, but I'll give you a few. Uh, number one, Judas could commit such a diabolical act because Satan entered him. Satan entered him. Beloved, when the devil enters anyone, absolutely nothing is too atrocious or wicked for him or her to do. Luke 22, 3a says, then Satan entered Judas. You need to underline that. That's critical. Then Satan entered Judas. Underline that. Then Satan entered Judas. Judas in scripture is called the son of perdition, which means the son of destruction. When Jesus said to the disciples, uh, have I not chosen you 12 and one of you is the devil? Jesus wasn't deceived. He knew who Judas was all the time, yet he treated him just as good as all the rest. He didn't pick on him. He didn't call him names. He didn't say, I know what you're going to do, you betrayer. 
He didn't give him away. He loved him. I'll talk about that later. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. You just wait till next time. When Satan entered Judas, he was actually calling Judas Satan. He was calling Judas Satan. At the night of the Passover, when Satan entered Judas, listen, Satan literally took over Judas's body. And Judas went out and joined himself with the enemies of Christ in order to betray him. This is the only account in all of scripture where Satan entered a man. Now we have many instances where demons entered men. I'm talking about demons now. Demons enter men. Now you have men. Let me stop right here, Paul. You have many demons, but one devil. Okay. It's not 50 Satans, not 100,000 Satans. One devil, multitudes of demons. When Satan fell like lightning from heaven, it said a third fell. A third of what? We don't know, but it's, it's, it's massive. It's massive. One devil, many demons. We have many instances where demons entered men. We see in scripture where demons entered women. And we even see we were there uh, where, oh, uh, at the exact location where those pigs were, were, were filled with demons and ran over the cliff. We were at that very location. Demons can possess animals. That's why you're not tease animals. You don't know which one got the devil. <laughs> Don't, don't you tease animals. Don't you tease them. I got some stories for you. <laughs> don't tease them. But, but this is the only scripture that says Satan actually entered a man. Number two. How could Judas do a diabolical act like this? It was because of the love of money that Judas could commit such a diabolical act. Matthew 26, 15 and 16 says, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunities to betray him. It was because of Judas's love for money that he betrayed the Savior. Beloved, it's a dangerous thing to fall in love with money. Judas always hung around the money, had his eyes on the money. He was always talking about the money. Uh, he always kept the money. The Bible records that he was the treasurer for the disciples and a thief, some treasurer. Some treasurer. John 12, 6 says, not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. There is nothing new under the sun. When you love money, you will cheat on your taxes. When you love money, you will steal. When you love money, you will deceive. When you love money, you will lie. When you love money, you will gamble. When you love money, you will lose your character. When you love money, you will lose your reputation. When you love money, you will even lose your family. 
Because of the love of money, Judas sold his soul and lost his opportunity to receive Christ and the gift of salvation. First Timothy 6.10 says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Mark 8, 36 and 37 also says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Verse 37 says, or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Sadly, Judas exchanged his soul for 30 pieces of silver. This is God who created the moon, the stars, the rivers, the mountain. This is God who created the oceans, the the rivers, and all of these things. He spoke and things came into existence, let there be, and effortlessly things came into fruition at the command of God's word. Jesus had everything, and yet he ended up being sold. Sadly, Judas exchanged his soul for 30 pieces of silver. Number three, Judas could commit such a vicious act because he was self-centered, which means he was full of himself. John 3, chapter 3, verse 30 says, he must increase, but I must decrease. The inability of Judas to decrease himself caused him to put himself ahead of people. Because he exalted himself, he put himself ahead of the disciples, and even more, he put himself ahead of Christ. He saw many people embrace Jesus as Lord. He saw that. But he himself never surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, which resulted in his life ended up in spiritual disaster. Beloved, this is a tremendous example of the danger of self-centeredness. Judas said in Matthew 26, 15a, What are you willing to give me? It's about me if I deliver him to you. What's in it for me? Number four, Judas could do such a heinous act because he never applied the truth of God's word to his own life after being taught for three years by the greatest teacher in all of human history. He didn't learn anything. He learned nothing. James 1.22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Where was Judas's spiritual transformation? What did he do with all of Christ's teachings and the application of it? Why was his life not any better? These questions can be asked of many in the church today. Some believers hear sermon after sermon after sermon. They load it with sermons, but there is no spiritual maturity. Their attitude doesn't reflect a personal encounter with Christ Many in the church are still full of pride, still full of self-promotion, and have no commitment to serving in ministry. They're professional church goers without a relationship with the Lord. Number five, how could Judas do such a treacherous thing? Judas could commit such a diabolical act because he was lost and never had a genuine relationship with Christ. He could do what he did because he was lost. 
and never had a personal relationship with Christ. Matthew 26, 24 says, the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Wow. It'd been better if he had not been born to live and do what he did. Judas also fulfilled the prophecy of Psalms 41, 9, which says, even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread has turned against me. We see the prophecy there referencing Judas. Be mindful, even though Judas fulfilled this prophecy, his wicked actions were done out of his own free will. Beloved, are you a Judas? Some say the name Jesus, but they do not possess the person of Christ. They come to church, but they're not in the church. They serve in ministry and are religious without a relationship, a personal relationship with Christ. Many attendees have church membership, but they do not have a relationship with Christ. They do not have the life of God living in their soul. In the name of Jesus, do not be a Judas, but be real. In the name of Jesus, do not be a Judas, but be authentic. In the name of Jesus, do not be a Judas, but be genuine, so much so that people are drawn to to the Savior through you because they see in you the Lord of glory, the hope of glory. Beloved, it is so critical that you know that you are saved without a doubt and not just having some religious, emotional, traditional experience. Examine yourself to make sure you are in the faith. Let me give you a few points and then we'll be done. Let me, give, let me just summarize this and it'll be enough for today. But, but you need to write each one of these new insights down. Summary. Number one, in life's journey... Expect betrayal. Even as you do the work of ministry, expect betrayal. It is quite common to experience betrayal as you even serve the saints. Jesus was betrayed by one of the twelve he had chosen. Matthew 26, 21a says, As they were eating, he said, truly, I say to you that one of you will betray me. Jesus expected betrayal. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Join us on Resurrection Sunday, April 17th at Maranatha Bible Church for our 8 a.m. worship service, children's program at 9.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. worship service as we celebrate our risen Savior. For more information, please visit us at maranathasa.org.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.